0: You made a fantastic decision joining us for In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, because our guest is Phil Simms. Could talk to Phil Simms for three hours about football, and probably came close to an hour anyway. (laughs) But Phil Simms is unbelievable. His uh, perspective on the game, 22 for 25, Super Bowl MVP. Talks about that. Talks about going to Disneyland, Disney World, first Ever to do that commercial, by the way. And then also talk about Super Bowls, NFL in general. Before you knew it, we were going on and on about everything football. Bill Sims knows everything football. You're going to like it. Welcome once again to In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always in our outstanding studios, and as always, we try to have outstanding guests, and today we went above and beyond, because we got the man, the legend, Bill Sims in the house. Bill, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Dave. Yeah,
1: I'm a legend and all that stuff in my own mind, so there we go. I mean, that's about it. So (laughs) it gets to the point in life, I don't know how you are, that talking about plane and all that it's so long ago now that it's like it's like a dream you know like yeah of course i remember a lot of things but uh there's so much going on now i've never seen anything like it football is every single day of the year and uh, is. which is great it is yep. i love talking about it, love watching it and all that but uh you covered it the team and everything it it for you, it probably never ends. You really do go year-round. <laughs> it, so. is, it is
0: pretty much year-round. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you, Phil, the, the, the league has exploded. I mean, from an economic standpoint, I've, I've been kidding people. You know, I'm hearing Joe Burrow uh, in position here in the very near future to be making $50 million a year. I remember back in 1974, if a guy was making 50000 a year, it's like, what the heck? How's he making that much money? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like – it has gone absolutely bonkers. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, it is crazy. I can remember
1: players on my team back in 1979 griping, I'm, I'm, you know, griping and moaning that somebody else that plays the same position was making $500 more a year than they were, <laughs> and you know, I'm not exaggerating. It really was. You. <laughs> players uh, you screamed and yelled about $1,500, things like that, because it's, that's how condensed everybody's. Uh, salaries were back then and of course 74 was your first year so you were probably almost a whole nother level behind or lower than us yeah. in 1979
0: yeah so. i mean it's it's crazy i mean it's a uh, i remember my 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 rookie salary was $26,000 wow and and i remember uh kenny riley rattler the great ken riley oh, yeah. uh just got inducted into the hall of he's going to get inducted into the hall of fame was selected uh, to be inducted and God rest his soul, he comes up to me and he goes, Rook, Rook, what'd you get, big man? What what, what you making? I said, 26,000. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. I said, because he goes, well, did you get drafted in The league was the first year of the World Football League. I said, oh. yeah, I got drafted in the first round by the Birmingham Americans. I guess that was my leverage. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, I ain't made 20,000 yet. He'd been in the league for a while. He's like, 26,000. Oh, no. It's there's crazy. a Hall of
1: Famer, man. Oh, my God. That's ama- it is amazing. It really it is. is think it's, about un- it. it's unbelievable. But, you know, and there's a lot of things that say why this has happened. The league has done an unbelievable job of marketing themselves and yep. doing everything, to, you know, the right way, I guess you'd say, to keep growing the game and the and the players, um, you know, the collective bargain agreement, everything like that has um, changed it all and good good for the players. They're doing great
0: so i'm watching um you know super bowl obviously and then things around the super bowl and i see this handsome young buck uh phil sims is is they're they're talking to phil sims about how after he was mvp of the, uh, uh, selected mvp of the super bowl how he w- was going to disney and how the, that whole thing started right. and remember that 22 of 25 day and uh it it but so the the super bowl where it all came about you were the first one that okay i'm going to disneyland i'm going to disney world wherever you're going right. um you were the first guy that uh, that they did that with and it's just taken off i mean it's like it's a it's a big tradition now take us back to that that uh that little venture between yourself and disney and how that all unfolded and what your thoughts and and uh, maybe apprehensions might have been
1: Oh, I had apprehensions, that's for sure. The good thing is, once I said yes, I forgot about it until the game was over. I said, oh, what do I got to do? I wanted to celebrate winning the dang game. And I took five or ten minutes of going, I'm going to Disney World, I'm going to Disneyland. But listen, I'm glad I did it uh, because it's still out there. People still talk about it. And, of course, my kids still to this day, my daughter calls me last night, Dad, you're on TV. And I go, uh, (laughs) oh. Okay, so what? I sure as the hell don't want to watch myself and but it was this the Disney World uh, commercial they were talking about it. but I said no to it because um, for the most of the week, all the week, my agent, everybody was calling you got to do it, you got to do it And I said, oh man, that's just not right to be making agreements about winning the game. And then finally they said it doesn't matter win or lose, you know you're going to be paid and all this other stuff. Not that it was a lot of money uh, or anything special, but finally I just said yes. And of course, long story short, I'm glad I did it because being the first and it was pretty cool. Even though I'm the Super Bowl, we win, it goes well for me. All I heard from Monday for the next week hey, the commercial. Nobody said congratulations on the game. How'd they do this? And uh, so that was pretty, pretty funny too. Uh, uh, how people reacted to it because it was the first of its kind.
0: So, how did they treat you down there? I mean, what you were the first one to go down and, and go through that whole experience. Uh, what was it like when you went down there?
1: Well, I didn't go down like they do now. You know, now oh, they okay. go down and they do the parade and everything yeah. like that. And you know, we just visited, and okay. uh, so and I think I don't know what year it was or how long after 1986, the year that I wanted it. What they did, in other words, I think it turned into. The next day, you fly down there. They have the parade, and you do all the stuff. And of course, my kids, my family, and all that—they loved it. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, so th- that was a—it was awesome. And in fact, I, May second, I'm going to be doing something with Peyton Manning down at uh, Disney World. Are you? And we're going to kind of do something about all that because I'm not sure how many times did he win it or go to Disney World—once or twice? Or did, was he the MVP twice? I'm not sure. I I think no, he was. No, he would have been one. They won okay. two. He wasn't the MVP. Bob Miller was when Denver won. Right, when Denver. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, yep.
1: so we're going to go down there and have a little fun with it and see how it goes.
0: Cool. That's very cool. So what would you think of uh, of this, this year's Super Bowl? What would you think of a quarterback playing this year's Super Bowl?
1: Well, it was really good. Patrick Mahomes was unbelievable. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he played really well, too. Yeah. You know, you know it, it hasn't been talked about because of the holding penalty Oh, my gosh, the holding penalty. But, um, uh, you know, the the thing that really in my mind, which I haven't talked about much, is the, the turnover by Jalen Hurts. It looked like the game was in their hand. I just said, oh, my gosh, this could get out of hand if they don't find a way to get off the field or whatever. And they were fortunate enough to get the Nick Bolton, who I think was going to spy the quarterback on that play if it was a pass. Yeah. I got in there, you know, didn't cause the fumble, but picked it up and ran. Nick Bolton was unbelievable in the Super Bowl, Dave. I mean, unbelievable. He played every play, or maybe he missed one play. I'm not sure. Wow. But for a guy that runs around like him, he makes that great play. But uh, to run around and be the force that he is and to play every play on defense, or I, I think it could have been one he set out. I don't know why it was one play. But that's the one thing you notice about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Guys like Chris Jones. I think Chris Jones played 61 snaps. That's got to be a high for him by far for the year. But, you know, in the Super Bowl, these guys do things that are unusual, and um, it, it was a great effort by some of those players.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Spags basically said, look, we got to take something away, so we're going to take the running game away and, and see if Hertz can beat us. And, well, Hurts, you know, came close to getting it done, but he did take that running game away, and he – he had those guys. He had Bolton and those guys coming downhill, man. They were they were attacking that line of scrimmage. I, what Bolton had, what, nine tackles and the touchdown on the fumble return? I mean, he, in my mind, he was a legitimate candidate for MVP. There's no question. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt.
1: But I, I, I got to say, I thought the game was when I watched it, I said, boy, Patrick Mahomes played really well. And then, you know, when I re-watched the game on Monday and Tuesday, I went, no, no, he, he played really well. Yeah. Uh, he, he was spectacular even for Patrick Mahomes. So um, it was a great job of coaching by Kansas City. I'm going to give them great credit uh, on offense. You know, running the football in the second half, I think that was two keys. Everybody thought or people that really trusted, uh, just a few, said, you know, Kansas City can run the ball on this defense. And the question is, will they have the patience and are they just got that in them to do it? And in the second half, you saw Andy Reid come out, run the football. And, of course, the offensive line. You would know this better than me. If I was an offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, I'd have been mad as hell, too. I mean, you're always up want to play and all these things. But, man, it was nothing. All anybody talked about was what? The Philadelphia pass rush. Yep. And Kansas City offensive line, they played angry as hell, and they were mad as hell, all that. I could really truly see that watching the film. I mean, Orlando Brown – and Andrew Wiley were some, uh, what's the word for it? I'll just say mad as hell, guys. Because <laughs> <it. laughs> they were hitting people and blocking them, and the play would be over, and they're still going and blocking. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I love seeing that, just the raw emotion and everything about in games, but especially Super Bowl. Especially, I get a great kick out of it seeing linemen do it.
0: Hey, Dave Lapham here to tell you about one of Cincinnati's fastest growing companies, First Star Logistics. They're currently drafting freight brokers to join their sales team. Apply at firststarlogistics.com. First
1: Star Logistics, opportunity
0: knocking. Yeah, they were finishing, man. They were, they were trying to finish everything. And, and I agree with you. They're down, Chiefs are down 10, and Andy Reid comes out with Pacheco and starts running the ball in the second half. It's like, no, we're staying with this running game. And I'm thinking, wow, hey, good for you, you know, and, uh, I thought it it almost was the reverse of the way I thought, I thought the Eagles would handle the running game and, 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 and the Eagles had their running game shut down pretty much by the chiefs. And then the chiefs ran the ball successfully. It's just kind of the reverse of what I thought might happen. But I I couldn't agree with you more about the O line. Once they got that running game going and anchored the Eagles a little bit, man, no sacks allowed in that game. That was, that was one to hang your hat on those guys played very, very well as a unit big time.
1: You know, Dave, you said something too. You know, the one thing going into the game and even in the game, you know, the Philadelphia defensive line, of course, it's very good. We saw all that during the year, but they didn't do anything to really, I think, help their players. In other words, they do very few games up front with the defensive linemen, switching spots, you know, whatever, just to create a little thinking and something different for the Kansas City offensive line. I saw very little of it. It was just, I'm against you and I'm going to beat you. And, um, you know, I think that, Helped the offensive line of Kansas City a little bit, and of course Mahomes moves around to buy some time too.
0: Sure. So we got a couple of really outstanding quarterbacks that uh, young guys have played well in that football game, and the Bengals have one as well. And I know I've talked to you uh, multiple times before about about Joe Burrow. In your in your mind, Phil, how much better a quarterback is Joe Burrow now than when he came into the league? I mean, you're you're always going to ramp up as such, but how how much has Joe advanced in your eyes?
1: Well, there's no comparison to the rookie Joe Burrow to what we saw this past year. Right. This past year was better than the year before. I mean, once he got over the appendectomy, got in the groove of the season, and as time went on, I just it, it, it became like, wow, this guy is scary. And I really, for the first time, I had a chance to, I said, I'm going out there early in Kansas City for the championship game because I just wanted to watch the quarterbacks and say hi to them. Right. Because I've really never done that to either one. And But whatever. I went out and stood behind Joe Burrow, and I go, damn, he's a big dude. And that was the first thing. Yeah. And, you know, but, man, he just stripes the ball. And then I stood on the sideline for a few times during the game as we went in and out to try to stay warm. But uh, just seeing him throw the football and how pure it is. I mean, he just cr- – it's like you play a little golf still, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Well when you hit that Not driver well. sweet spot well. how good does it feel? Well you <laughs> sooner or later you're going to hit something really perfect and yeah. And that's him throwing the football. He mm-hmm. does he connects perfectly with with that driver every time and the ball comes out of his hand with power and it spins hard and I saw T Higgins catch a, he caught one pass down the sideline right in front of me I went as soon as the ball was snapped I go back shoulder I could see it coming Joe Burrow didn't hesitate; through it to him. T. Higgins made it look so easy. I was like, "Oh my gosh, these guys—they're in their prime, and they're in their prime for a long time to come."
0: Yeah, that's the famous line that Joe had during the season. One of the pressers, you know, the window of opportunity, because they were talking about his contract coming up and everything. He said, "The window of opportunity is as long as I'm here," which is very, which oh. is very true. I hey, mean, <laughs> hey. Can, can you imagine
1: ever saying that? And you know, and, and it just shows you how confident and really how good he is. He knows yeah. it. He doesn't even have to think. But yeah, to say that is, you know, I th- I thought it was hilarious.
0: I just it showed was, confidence. It was great. It was great. It was. So, do you have have you ranked in your mind, or do you say, okay, well, there's a tier of quarterbacks, and here's the here's the guys that are in that top tier, or how how do you where where do you put Joe Burrow? in uh, in the Phil Sims overall evaluation of quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Well, I haven't done that really much, but I would say you know, I, I'm not going to put him number 1 because of the guy in Kansas City. Right. Um, and I think he deserves that. It's not just Andy Reid and it's not, you know, whatever. Patrick Mahomes knows how to really play and he can find guys and I thought Patrick Mahomes without a doubt threw the ball better this year than any year in his career. Physically, it was really, really good. And, you know, I always get into this, and my boy Boomer, oh, you and your your mechanics. Well, you know, Boomer, there's a reason why guys throw it well. It's just not pure luck. They have great mechanics. And um, so Patrick Mahomes got more compact, more powerful. The ball was spinning harder. Hmm. And I, I tell you, I think I could count on one hand the number of uh, footballs I saw him throw this year that was not a perfect spiral. Wow. And, you know – when you throw perfect spirals, there's a reason for it. That means you're doing a lot of things right, and you believe what you see. You believe it. You see it. You rip it. Yeah. And that that describes Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. But I would put Joe Burrow number two in this hierarchy. Huh. Yeah. I don't even. I didn't even hesitate. There's nobody else in that one. It's not Lamar Jackson. It's it's not Josh Allen. You know they they play different styles, of course. Right. But um, it, it's it's Joe, Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow kind of separated themselves. From most of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now,
0: what about Herbert? Is he close in that group? Yeah, he's
1: right. Listen, he—if we had a draft, you know, I would probably surprise people and, and say things. But I think Justin Herbert has a the talent, everything you want. Now, can they put it together with the team and the? You know, they need a little. He needs help. All quarterbacks yeah. need help. Joe Burrow's running the terrific system for him. Patrick Mahomes right. has the perfect. So and. I'm not saying they haven't done that with, with uh, Justin Herbert, but I think they got to refine it a little bit. I was a little disappointed in their offense late in the year. Uh, it became five-yard passes every throw it seemed like. And I got Justin Herbert. He's 6'6". Six, six. And, I mean, he has a cannon for an arm. He throws over people. He doesn't throw around them. He can throw over them. And uh, yeah. they need to take more advantage of that. It'll be interesting what they do this year with some of the coaching changes they made out there.
0: With respect to the to the Bengals, they 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 go to the Super Bowl uh, last year, then this year they go to the AFC Championship game, one game away from the Super Bowl. Don't quite get there. They lose both by three points. They're in they're in the football games basically. In other words, yeah. So they, they have they they have a repeat performance. It's like okay, got there now, got there close. Um, you know, a second time. They're the only uh, coaching staff in the NFL. This will be the fifth year where the coordinators and head coach are intact wow um, now the a team that was going to do that was kansas city would have tied them but the enemy moves on so they, they have not had that for a five-year stretch so now joe burrow has got his same offensive coordinator same quarterback coach the same head coach joe burrow how as a quarterback a former great one in the national football league in the hall of fame how important is that to have that kind of continuity and consistency around you
1: well, man, it's it's great, I mean, it, in so many ways, because the message has already been delivered, and now we just keep adding on to that message. And you know the language and the, everything about the coach, the, the connections, in other words, how you get along. I mean, it, it's endless of what you can say. And I, I say it all the time, and I know it more and more and become more convinced of it. Coaching is everything in the NFL. Coaching takes guys with talent and makes them stars and helps them get paid. I mean, you know, people, oh, well, uh, not to get into all this stuff, but, well, Daniel Jones, oh, no, no, no. Well, okay, he got a chance. Yeah. Now, I always say this, and I don't want to get into the Daniel Jones thing, but let's see, he's big. He's every bit of 6'5". When I meet him, I go, damn, he's tall. <laughs> and he's a big dude. And he can really run. And yep. he has a really good arm. And he is, as Brian Dable told me, I guess after about seven weeks with the Giants, he goes, you know, hey, Phil, this guy's, he's really accurate. And I go, no kidding. I mean, he threw the football into really tight lanes for him all year long because of the Giants, whatever. But everybody just can't believe Daniel Jones. They still knock him because we're going off his first three years. But look what happened when you support him with the coach, a little better system. Maybe, I don't even know if we have better players. I think Brian Dable was the biggest difference in that football team along with Daniel Jones and. Of course, Saquon, but that just shows you what coaching can do. Putting them in the right spot, designing the offense that fits them, and what a player can do, especially quarterbacks.
0: You know, you, you look at it in in the Super Bowl. The two teams that played in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia and Kansas City, three of the four offensive coordinator, uh, three of the four coordinators, offensive and defensive, moved on. <laughs> they right. go to they go to different different football teams, and in so many uh, teams th- throughout the league. They had coordinators move on, assistant coaches move up to coordinators, and and all of that that goes on. And, and there's a reason for it. You know, everybody wants to raid the successful programs. And the Bengals had both coordinators interview for head coaching jobs. They had right. two position coaches interview for coordinator jobs. I mean, so they they're part of that process. But they were fortunate in in their eyes, you know, to keep everybody intact. I just think that 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 bodes well. You know, it's just it just seems like. They had, they've had back-to-back successful seasons, and, and to be able to not disturb any of that, I just think that that bodes well for them next year. And Maybe I'll be oh. all wet, but I don't know. No,
1: I think you're right. about Of course, it all fits together. The defense is only going to get better. Yep. Luana Rumo did a terrific job. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I can't believe he didn't get a head job. Me but too. that just shows you. Because if you watch their defense and watch what they do, you realize, yes, they have talent, but wow, is it have a lot to do with coaching? No doubt. And you, you know, I, I'm not going to get on anybody else or anything, but I see all these defensive coordinators go. Well, this is what we do, and I just, you know, oh, the, it's that. So we know what you're going to do, and with that's the thing about the Bengals, which I love. The offense is always aggressive, and the defense can switch up at a moment's notice, do lots of things. And the other thing is too it has to be really good coaching because I don't see a lot of mental errors by the defense. You know, I'm talking about them more, but even the offense, I'm surprised that Lou it's Brian Callahan, right? Yes. Yes. I know. I get them a little mixed up sometimes. I'm surprised they didn't get interviewed by more teams for coordinator jobs, head coaching jobs. And, uh, if the Bengals have a good year this coming year, Dave, coaching changes will happen
0: yes (laughs) it will will happen so you know i don't know
1: i really don't know brian callahan how much his he has on that offense but i'm sure he sticks his nose in there and has some great ideas you know he loves football his dad and everything like that and he did marry a girl from up here uh in franklin lakes new jersey so you go yeah there you go but yeah so good for the Bengals. And I'm sure those coaches are all sitting around. Well, we didn't get jobs and move up in the, on the ladder, but we're still on a team that's good. And we got Joe Burrow.
0: Dave Lapham here. And every day, I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.